And so when I talk about used to, it's, it can't be the same as it was. It can't work the same way that it did, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean it can't work. It just works differently. Yeah. You're listening to Overcoming Runner's Block, a Two Gomers podcast about regular people chasing big goals, facing their excuses and barriers, and inviting a nation along for the run. This is Block 39. I used to be good at this. For September 30th, 2022. the 39th block of Overcoming Runner's Block. This is Anthony speaking, one of those two aforementioned gomers coming to you from Atlanta, Georgia, with my friend Steven, all the way out in Flagstaff, Arizona. Hey, dude. Hey, man. Fall. We talked about fall already. It's kind of weird that two weeks, our last episode, right, was Mackenzie, the diet culture. And I think I started that episode with how hot it was. Yeah, it's it's now it's gone. We've we've had that that thing in Atlanta where it's fall for like two days, and then it's like <laughs> in the nineties again. Like we were at the yeah, pool right. last weekend, yeah, uh, and now it's solidly in the fifties. Hoping, although there there's this really rough hurricane that's that's all uh, right, like going through Florida, and Ian. now it's Ian. Yep, coming up. Yeah, north. There's actually stuff canceled here this weekend. Really, uh, even as far as Atlanta because of it so dang yeah Yeah, it's weird how things can change now i think that we recorded that thing where i said it's a heat wave in flagstaff actually over a month ago okay but we're recording (laughs) this intro to the episode that you're about to hear the day before it drops very rare yep i went on my lsr this morning because i'm traveling this weekend oh right and it was 42 degrees oh wow Nice. It was awesome. And that's still shorts and t-shirt weather when I run for me. And just like, I feel like I can go forever, bro. It just is so different than that blistering summer heat. Yep. It is about as good as it gets. That temperature. As long as it's not raining. If it's raining, forget it. 40 and raining. Unless you're doing a half (laughs) marathon with your friend. (laughs) <laughs> that's the only case I will be miserable for. How many hours was that? Yep, exactly. Oh, yuck, dude! That was mm. so cold. I think it was in. I think it was in the thirties. Yeah, we had those the jackets. upper thirties and raining on us. Yuck. Yeah. Oh man, remember when Mr. Aaron was waiting for us with those? Oh no, sorry, Mr. Oh. Aaron. Oh man, sorry. <laughs> right now, dude, Flagstaff, it is choice. Hmm. Dry and cool and going towards fall. No leaf color changing yet. Has that is that happening in Atlanta? Yeah, the maple trees in front of our house are Mm. like they've got that nice like orange. Like you can Mm -hmm. tell where they're hit by the sun, so they're like like eighty percent green, maybe eighty five percent, and then that sun kissed part. Yeah. Oh, it's so cool. But we were up in Blue Ridge. Just the mm. last couple of days. And so it hasn't quite turned, but there's it's turning. I yeah. think in about two to four weeks, it's going to be stunning. Man. Uh, and th- th- it's just the best time of year for mm-hmm. running and all sorts of things. Mm. Um, oh, I love now, it. Now, yeah. we've got a really cool app coming up. Guest Josh. I was thinking like last time with Mackenzie, we talked about our relationship with food mm-hmm. a lot. This one is more like our relationship with aging. Yeah. And actually, totally. I did the edit. So I've heard the app. You haven't yet since recording. We actually say some similar things about giving ourselves grace. And mm. I mean, it, the, these two apps in a row, I feel like, are a nice little pair um, mm. to think about food maybe differently and also to think about aging. Can I just give you an aging update? On my own behalf. Absolutely. Okay. I just feel like these last couple months, I have just gotten old. Getting old, bro. 
Okay. To how? Know, um, why? Okay, so I'm approaching 45. Yeah. In January. Ooh. Oh, oh, that's half so, of uh, 90. Oh, 40 no. is half of 80. 45, that's half of 90. It doesn't that's seem fair. 90. Why did it go up so fast? Hmm. Um, so I, I have a pace update. We do talk a little bit of running in the episode coming up. Yep. But I have noticed my pace kind of just getting significantly slower. So are you doing more run, walk, run? I am. Um, but when I run with Jessica... So I do run, walk, run when I'm by myself. <laughs> and when I'm with Jessica, I just try to chase her, basically. Yep. Um, so, but even that, we have both noticed, even if we do like a six mile and we don't walk at all, that our mm -hmm. pace has decreased probably by a minute. Hmm. So I think uh, since we turned 40. So I think when we turned 40, we were still kind of in the 930s to 10. Yep. And now I'm solidly in the 11s, I'd say, okay. for my regular pace. Um, we talk about that in this episode coming up, about how to think about that, but I, I think I'm okay with it. It's just a sign of growing older. Okay. Then there's this other thing where I can't read my phone anymore. <laughs> <laughs> this is Just wait. This isn't the worst. So, like, when I have my phone at this level, you can't see it, listener, but you can, Anthony. It's yeah. What would you say? Like, maybe, like... Six inches to a foot from my face? Yeah. Blurry? No. Yes. And so I oh. have to hold my phone here to read really? it now. Yes. Do you need bifocals or something? Yes. Okay, there we go. That's what you need. But that's old. And to wait for this one. Oh, yeah, that's true. I am thinking about, drum roll, please. Oh, boy. Getting a hearing aid. What? Really? <laughs> Yes. Huh. Part of it is I listened to this NPR report on uh, why old men are so grumpy. Mm -hmm. I don't think that was what it was called. Okay. But they had this they had this specialist aging specialist in a, and he was like, one of the reasons is because men don't get hearing aids early enough. And when wow. you can't hear what's going on around you and you feel misunderstood or you don't feel like you understand what's happening. Yeah. Most men go to meanness hmm. and blaming other people. So this guy on NPR was like, if you're in your 40s, get your hearing checked. Ah. And don't be a baby. Get hearing aids if that will help you hear the people around you. Wow. Everybody benefits. Dang. So dude, I'm 44. I'm Googling hearing aids. Now, some Did of these start hearing aids... Yeah. Look amazing. Did you start getting like Instagram ads? <laughs> like we oh, used to get the man course. Spanks, the algorithm. Anybody just like right. Anybody who's <laughs> listening to this episode now is going to be getting the same ads for hearing yeah. aids just by listening totally. to it. Um, so they're pretty invisible. Hearing aids are not what they used to be. Mm -hmm. They're pretty invisible, very small, and bro, they mm -hmm. have Bluetooth. Mm. So I could record the episode. Mm -hmm. Just using my hearing aid, you're like and bionic, not putting dude. Headphones. It, it, it uh, you took the words right out of my mouth. Oh. It feels very much like I am working my way toward. He's more machine than man now. He's more machine now than man. Twisted and evil. Twisted <laughs> and evil. <laughs> <laughs> like at what point do I just stop replacing? Like I've thought about LASIK. So I could just yeah. wear readers. Man, that's that's a cool idea. Sure. Um, we have a little bit of flex money from our flex account or flex savings account left over where I was like, Jessica, should I get LASIK before the end of the year? Dude, do it. Wow. Now, that's not more machine than man, but I don't know. Th then, I, then I'm like, what other surgery could I get? <laughs> How could what could I do to make my body even better? Like. Like war against aging. See, like, yeah, yes. So actually, it's funny that you say this stuff. Like, so I, my, you know, my position sitting in front of, like, in an orchestra, yeah. bassoonists often have hearing issues because we sit right in front of the trumpets and trombones. 
Dude, for, I like, never thought of that. You always sit right in front of those blasters. Yeah, it's like it's like a, it's, it's a the needed blastings from a night they saved. Yeah. Um, it's it's a a career hazard for sure for bassoonists specifically. Um, that is so like, interesting. Like I, I've talked to both my teachers about it pretty extensively, and you know we sit in front of incredible musicians mm-hmm. that have a lot of power behind their sound because they have to project for, you know, a big concert hall. So, dude, I've been to your concerts. Those guys blast. Yeah, the needed blasting. <laughs> but here's the cool thing is we got these we got these low profile um like sound shields that go right behind our heads. So really? like there's like these plastic ones and they're mm-hmm. those are the ones that are on every con- like most concert hall stage have like these ones. Um yeah. But they're hard for the brass player to sometimes see through because they can be really scratched up or dirty. They're also okay. they're blasting straight into plastic, so it comes straight back to them. And also the way uh-huh. my sound bounces off of it, I don't oh, like. Right. You don't so like I'm how it sounds here. to have that like additional thing on your head that's yeah. affecting the sound you're hearing. Yeah, that yeah, makes it, sense. It almost like reflects it back in a I don't like the timbre. So like we got these like foam kind of cushiony ones. Mm-hmm. My teacher, if you ever see him in the LA Phil, he's got this this little round one that goes right around his head, and it's really low profile, super small. It doesn't bother oh, anybody else. I don't believe. Um, so we got some that would, are would similar. Would that also help you hear things that are coming to you from the front? Because that's Definitely. what I need. Yeah, okay. right. So maybe so you I need one that. of those. You need a cone. You just need a <laughs> like a. Uh, yeah, the but cone so of that loudness. is. It's yeah. just interesting that you say that because it is something that I've been thinking about lately. I, I'm here. I'm yep. proud to say mm-hmm. I am thinking seriously about a hearing aid at 45. Hmm. Maybe I'm not proud to say it. Actually, I'm kind of embarrassed. But I'm right. trying but to get the it. stigma out of it because I don't – well, and I don't know. This, this may be just me. Jessica is often wondering – can you hear me? Is he listening? <laughs> no, okay. Listening is a different issue than sure. hearing. Hearing I will and admit listening. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's super good. That's that's even our kids. Like, you know. Mm-hmm. Definitely. But they can so hear there us. Is a, yeah. Yes, there there is a listening issue. I will sure. also um yeah, I, I'll take that on myself as well. What I'm talking yeah. about is like, can you hear me? Right, yep. like mm-hmm. from the other room when she talks, or when there's ambient noise, mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. hard for me sometimes to hear what people are saying. And yep. so when I heard this NPR thing, I was like, I shan't be grumpy and mm. mean. And if yep. getting a hearing aid could help, so this is the very beginning of a new journey. Maybe I'll I'll okay. keep you posted on whether okay, I get a hearing aid. Anyways, this whole episode that we're about to go into with Josh has now got me thinking about how much bionic am I going to pursue? Yep. That thing with where they put Wi-Fi in your head or something I heard of Elon Musk or something. They want to put like getting a hearing getting a hearing aid with um Bluetooth, I think. Jessica does have a concern about that because then she'll never know if I'm listening to, <laughs> to music or to a podcast yeah, or yeah, not. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know what I mean. The, I could just be yeah. sitting across the, the the table and just staring, <laughs> and she could never know. You're you're literally listening to the voices in your own head. That's <laughs> yep. Just inserted deep. Uh huh. Okay. Well, oh. so aging. We're about to get more into that. Should we yeah. just head into the app? Let's do it. Ha ha! You're old. Hey Josh, how's it going, dude? <laughs> so glad to have you here, man. Good morning. This is a morning sesh. Woohoo! Dude, how's it going? Yep, this is a very rare early morning record. Yeah. Um, this is what happens when we have guests on uh, Pacific time. Yes, yes, and ones who have to work <laughs> during the day. Right. <laughs> a real job? Weird. <laughs> Locked in wow. hours as a school teacher. Right. It, it, it is weird. Lots of our guests are, not lots of our guests, but our guests are like sometimes runners or like podcasters or, and so we're just kind of like, yeah, sure, whenever. Yeah. And then sometimes we run into somebody who has a real job, like Josh, <laughs> no. who's a teacher. 
Uh, you guys are awesome. No. Hey, I'm done every day by 2.30. So how about that, y'all? There you go. That's amazing. That's right. That's and right. I'm an, I, I have the night shift, right? Yes. yes. You know, That's orchestra right. musician. Although we work during the day also, but that's Tuesday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then our weekends Full are right. at night. So Thursday, Wednesday, Full. Thursday during the day. Mm-hmm. Yep. The dream is to one day have somebody that is the host of a morning show on. They have to wake up like at 2.30 in the morning and they're done <laughs> with work at 11 a.m. or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. I don't know about those then guys, Then we can man. record in the afternoon. Yeah, I, I was just listening to NPR yesterday w- with one of the... You know, one of the morning show people were, was on and they were talking about, yeah, I went, to, I was woken up by some fire alert last night, but I was already sleeping and it was 530 in, in the, in the evening. And I was like, yeah, that life is so different. Yeah. We oh, got that man. on the, we got that on the West coast here in California at like 545 on Tuesday. It was Th- crazy. That was it. Yeah. Yeah. And this, this person was saying that they were already sleeping for the evening. And I was like, what? Oh, yeah. They probably have to be up at 2.30. And they probably don't have in kids. In the morning or something. They must not have kids. <laughs> I guess not. <laughs> or else they see their kids from like 2 to 3 every day yes, in the afternoon. Yes, absolutely. Though, yeah, so that up first crowd, dude, I don't get how they do it. I mean, it's just a whole different schedule. How does it's they like have they live the in news, a different country. They have the news ready at like 6 a.m. Eastern you yeah. know what I mean? How do they yeah, do that? Crazy. My dad, I remember when we were kids, I, we never understood why he was up so early every day. Every day. Mm-hmm. He was like mm-hmm. five o'clock in the morning. My folk, my, uh, I just went out there this last weekend. You guys know that I was out in Arizona. He was up at like 430 in the morning. I'm like, dude, you're retired, dad. What are you doing? <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> I think some people are just like that also. Maybe maybe his calling was a morning show person. I never knew it. There you go. <laughs> so Josh, you yeah. Josh is a well, this is Josh. Hello everyone. Um he is a uh friend and longtime listener. Well, not he, quite as uh, long as some, man. You guys hit me during COVID. That's when I really started listening. Okay. So and how did you get listening? Was it Kevin? Yeah, my brother came up to me like 12 years ago, like, you got to listen to these dudes. And I was like, I can't even tell the difference between their voices. I don't know what the heck. I don't know what. <laughs> why am I going to. That does take a while. <laughs> well, and see, also kind of getting back to the job thing, right? I mean, I can't work with stuff in my ears, right? Mm-hmm, and right. so yep. a lot of these other folks, they're like, hey, I can listen to a podcast while I work or on my commute. Mm-hmm. That is not right. the way it's been for me, you know? And so I was never a podcast guy until West Wing Weekly. Okay, and then yep. and then when COVID hit, I was like, "Well, I got more time, and I'm trying to take more walks. Let's go!" And mm-hmm. uh, I fell in love with you too. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that but that is pretty recent. Actually, it makes me feel good. We're still getting new listeners. Yes. We got a new listener during the pandemic. <laughs> now we know. Yay! There he is. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that our fan? Um, <laughs> so Josh has. Josh has joined us today um, to bring us a block, but right before we're recording, you just mentioned you were visiting in Arizona. Yeah. You also mentioned that you had a special trip to Culver's. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how people... It's a Wisconsin thing, right? Originally? Right. Mm, okay. Yep. Oh, yeah. So uh, you guys were talking on the in and out app about overexposure, overexpansion. I yeah. don't know. I think they've done it right, man. Because I I've yes. never been disappointed. Never have I been disappointed. Again, it's mm. not like a destination. It's not like I go there and I got I got to go to Culver's, but I always find myself there. Mm. Always and uh, yeah, I don't. Again, again, I'm spoiled, right? Because I live in SoCal, so I can get in and out anytime I want. Right. Wow. But Culver's, boy, I tell you what, uh, I wasn't <laughs> disappointed when I had my uh, burger with. I don't know how many meats or whatever it was, but <laughs> double deluxe. Did you get the double deluxe? Oh, I don't know. You know how it is, eh? Probably. I tried to. I, I let myself go. I let myself go for one afternoon. It was a glorious moment. <laughs> yeah, and now, I, I even had you... the cheese curds, man. Even the cheese curds. Oh, there you yes. go. Yeah. So here, what we need to do with our non-Midwestern uh, friends is. They actually have to have real cheese curds in Wisconsin one day because 
That's my only complaint about Culver's, and their cheese curds are great. If you've never had cheese curds, mm-hmm. Culver's cheese curds rock. Mm-hmm. But Culver's cheese curds used to be the way that Wisconsinites do cheese curds, which is like fresh, not from the freezer. Right. Like cheese curds that were milk yesterday. Yeah. Beer definitely. battered and deep fried in this pillowy, just like tempura <laughs> batter. There he goes. <laughs> oh man so like so Wax it's like poetic baby go for it, Let's hear it. no i will admit it's... i will admit they were good yeah uh-huh. they weren't great but the burger right whoo, oh totally yeah you can't the be crispy it. edges you just want to kiss those oh uh, my daughter my daughter who is a pescatarian all right my daughter's a pescatarian uh-huh. for those of you yeah. that aren't aware i mean sure everybody on your podcast is aware you know no meat no chicken just fish she had right, the yep. fish sandwich, oh, and yeah. she loved it. And my dad, I mean, come on. My my dad had the fish and chips. Oh, we were all just in, in our glory. That yep. is a great point. That That's a really good point towards Culver's over In-N-Out. Yes. I mean, we talked about the simplicity of the menu at In-N-Out on that extra yep. episode yep. that you can find at patreon.com slash two gomers 13.1 only get a 45 minute bonus episode about in and out yeah sometimes it's like a sketchy call that anthony and i make together you can hardly hear our voices this one is a full in and out love fest for 45 minutes that only our 13.1 givers get and really solid principles of life folks principles of light okay sweet but that's a point in culver's favor though is a pescatarian. I mean that that cod mm-hmm. fillet basket is also heaven. Like, t- dude. Yep. Good stuff. Good stuff. The fish and chips is good. It's great. Okay. All right. But we didn't just <laughs> invite you on, Josh, to talk about colors. <laughs> oh, not at all. I mean, talk I could talk about, about it, about it for forty-five more minutes. <laughs> also, you have to actually go to your job and work. Yes. So. Um, we do want to talk about your block, but before we do, yep. um, you know, you said you you got kind of connected with us during pan- the pandemic. Um, usually, people will get in connected with us and uh, start listening to us because of running. Yeah, was that the case for you? Are are you a runner? Or have you been kind of a runner in your life? Well, that's the case Kevin was trying to make. Um, okay, you know, he and I did a marathon together a long time ago no not marathon oh, okay. half, half marathon together okay. a long gotcha. long time ago and it was a joke i mean you know two really <laughs> i mean i'm not i don't like the word fat but we'll just use it two fat white dudes trying to truffle <laughs> shuffle our way <laughs> along and our time was horrible and everything but we felt like yay i did it you know oh for sure yes, yeah that's, that's big no it was it was huge you know so that was like early 2000s and like, and what what half marathon was that? Where did you guys do it? Uh, there's one in Huntington Beach, California, called the Surf City Half, and okay. it's one of these. I mean, I think it was one of the early half marathons, like the rock and roll halves. You guys know those. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and it was cool. It was like on Super Bowl Sunday, and it was awesome because we ran and then we hung out and watched the Super Bowl. This is before Kevin moved up north, uh, okay? Because he's up in Washington now. You guys know that, and mm-hmm. so that was cool. And then it was kind of hit and miss my my running journey. Um, I've never been a runner, I wouldn't say, uh, but I tried to do it a little bit. And then something shifted in my brain in like 2008, 2009. And I still remember it. My my other brother, he said, Josh, you can do anything you want. You just have to decide to do it. Mm-hmm. And oh man, I don't want to get choked up, but man. Eric's those those words from my brother Eric just inspired me and mm-hmm. I proceeded over the course of like 16 months I lost like 100 pounds I was running wow. all the time wow um trail running uh hmm. I got myself to where I was doing half marathons at like an eight and a half nine minute pace um, Josh wow right <laughs> That's amazing. Well, now you said this was around 2008, 2009, which was right like around when right we started. Right when you guys started. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's That's really cool. weird, Steve, because I, Steve, I don't know why I said Steve. Steve. Um, <laughs> I, for some reason, I loved it. No one calls me Steve, bro. Well, that's what you're going to be called now. It's weird. Okay. 
<laughs> you and I have really parallel lives that that sometimes it's it's just interesting. You know, it's huh. really interesting. Yeah. We, we both got married, and you don't know this about me, but I know this about you because you share it. You know, we sure. both got married the same summer. Mm. Uh, we both uh, we both had kids that just graduated and went off to college. Yeah. Um, yep. Gosh, man, we even had COVID the same week, dude. And um, what the this heck? is weird. This is, it like is weird. Universe. It's kind of trippy. <laughs> if I wasn't a teacher, Stephen, Stephen, I'd be a preacher. I'd be a preacher, man. I mean, it's it's just. A I weird know you life. would. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, anyway, but no, my running journey, man. Um, but then I was on a trail run, and I remember that. I remember it. I was on a hmm. trail run, and I felt something happen to my right foot, and. Hmm. I proceeded to really struggle over the next year with plantar fasciitis in both feet. And I could barely walk. I mean, it was horrible. And since then, I mean, that's eight years ago, nine years ago, I put a lot. Well, no, wait a minute. What am I thinking? No, it wasn't 2008. I was looking at my ears. It was 2013 that I started really hitting it. Um, That's when I lost all my weight. That's when I started running a lot. So I don't know why I said 2008. But anyway, now my running journey is I just try to get out as quick as or as often as I can, but it's not very often these days. But we'll get mm. into that, I imagine, with the block stuff. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, plantar fasciitis, that's another way we can relate to one another that I've I've had that. Totally sucks. Anthony, you you've experienced kind of the sudden odd oh, yeah. leg injury, foot totally injury the- when you're running where you're just like, uh oh. You're like, uh oh shoot. Dang it. Like, I don't know if that's something about, you know, edging towards midlife, but it's just like stuff just starts breaking, man. Right. You're like, what? My feet, what? My leg breaking, stopping, you know, like, yeah, yeah. I actually do it. I haven't even talked to you about this yet, dude, but I've got plantar fasciitis right now on my stinking left foot. No. So usually whenever it has happened over the years, it's been in in my right foot. Okay. Uh, But now it's like right around the ball. (laughs) <laughs> it's the oh my worst. ball hurts yeah. <laughs> totally it's the worst dude. Yep. it is the worst oh yeah it really gosh. is so we got to do that we should have you back and do a whole episode about that because that's not your block that no, that's not my then. block that just happened and it it right. it, it, it completely de- derailed me you know, yep. I, I had yep. turned into a runner, man. I was fit. No doubt. Mm. I was I was on track. And yeah, yeah. Um, Literally. It, <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Thank you. <laughs> I, I, it was just it was really going well. And I mm-hmm. still remember that day, man. And it went downhill quickly. And mm. um it's been a struggle. It's been a real struggle. And now it's more of, and this is my, my block. My block is I used to be really good at this. Mm. And, and wow. now, you know, speaking of creeping up on middle age, I'm 48 years old. You guys mm-hmm. can see, I've got a Santa Claus beard. Um, I love it. Hmm. Well, that's amazing. A, that's another love story. It. I actually have a Santa <laughs> gig coming this winter. Um, <laughs> All right. I was going to say, wow. you could make a lot of money on that. Oh, wow. you, you better believe it. My wife would not allow this if it wasn't going to pay off. So uh, it's going to pay off. You better monetize that thing. <laughs> Absolutely. No doubt. So, um, so yeah, it, it, now it's just like, okay, what am I going to do? Am I going to be? Mm-hmm. And I was literally, guys, even just a couple, literally, there it is again. Even <laughs> okay. just a couple days ago, I was thinking, do I want to get into my late 40s? mid early 50s or early mid 50s do i want to be this guy who just gives up and lets myself go Mm. Mm. and kevin and i've talked about that a lot because boy it's easier it's easier just Mm. to to eat whatever we want and and not exercise and just Mm -hmm. have you know but but that's stealing so much joy and it's stealing so much from who we could be and so, hmm. but then it gets tricky, right? It gets really, really tricky because you're like, well, I don't want to be um, too hard on myself or too severe on myself because life isn't about yeah. that either. Life is mm-hmm. about enjoying life. Um, so, yeah, it's a tough block. It's a tough block deciding who I want to be in my 50s. Yep. So what about I used to is so mm-hmm. hard? 
Yeah. Like, that's what because I'm this too. is, I can 100% relate to this. But like, what about that? Is it like you're afraid you can't be that anymore? Or you know what it takes to get back to that? Or, or what, what about that block is so, so hard, so difficult? That's a great, awesome question. So, and I know you guys can relate to this, right? Because, oh, yeah. you know, when you're kicking butt and doing halves and fulls and tries and all that stuff, you're like, hey, man, I'm, I, this is who I am, right? And then all of a sudden things start to change. And, you mm-hmm. know, we've talked a little bit off camera. You guys know this. I mean, there's been some challenges over the last few years, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. well before COVID and then COVID and everything else. Um, in your life, you mean? Yeah, I'm sorry. Yes. In my life, yep. generally, there have been some challenges. Yep. And mm-hmm. um, I haven't responded very well. And so mm-hmm. getting back to your question, Anthony, the I used to part is I know how much work it took to get there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and and I'm afraid, I'm afraid because I've tried, uh, I've had fits and starts over the last decade and I just haven't been able to get back to that place. Now, on my drive home from Arizona, and I'm speaking four days ago, five days ago. So that was, mm-hmm. you know, for, for those of you listening in late September, about a month ago, I decided I made up my mind, just like Eric had told me, that mm-hmm. I, I can do anything. Mm-hmm. And that's not arrogant. It's just that if we, if we put our mind to it and we start to say, I believe this about myself, we can accomplish a lot. And so... Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm ever going to be that guy again who does eight minute miles uh, or nine minute miles. I don't know if I'm ever going to be that guy again who's doing, you know, 30 to 40 miles a week, all of that. But I do know that I can decide for myself that I want to pursue a healthier physical life for myself. Um, And so what does that look like? Well, that's kind of talking about the steps we take from here. Um, Right. I'm I just, just, uh, it's getting me thinking, I mean, your question, Anthony, about like, what, what is this? I used to be able to do it block. How is that different than I've never done it before hmm. or, um, you know, some of the other blocks that are just, uh, well, you know what I mean? Like there, there's something unique about the fact that you used to not only be good at something, yeah. but be something. And that's, I think, so, exactly gets to the root of this. It exactly right. gets to the root of this because this is not just about running and it's mm-hmm. not just about being healthy. It's about identity. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. ten, yeah. t- yep, yep. 10 years ago, my kids were all in elementary school. Mm-hmm. 10 years ago, uh, life was simpler in some ways. Um, and so you get back to identity and, you know, you think about, the people you were spending time with, the church that you were attending, the work that you were doing, the way you spent time as a family, and everything's different now. Everything's different. 100%. And so now it's like, well, who do I want to be? Who do I want to be? Do I want to be a silver fox who my wife likes no matter what? Because it's, I got it's the her. dream, the absolute dream of all of us to be a silver fox. But I got her hooked, guys. I got her hooked. I got her hooked on this. All right. Congratulations. And so when I talk about used to, it's it can't be the same as it was. It can't work the same way that it did. But mm-hmm. that doesn't mean it can't work. It just works differently. Yeah. And it probably works with the basic principles that you had on the in and out episode. So if you haven't yet listened to the in and out episode, or if you're not a 13.1 listener, I'm not going to tell you what those basic principles are. You're going to have to go and find those out yourself. But if, if, if I could just say, you know what, what can I do today on a day in and day out basis to become that person? I know I can be Mm -hmm. There is a lot of power in that. There is a lot of power in that. Now, I don't know if you guys remember for the first season when Abby Bartlett first shows up and says, I stayed away too long, Jed. And she's talking to West Wing. President, yep. President yep. Bartlett, yep. President Bartlett, not Bartlett. Um, mm-hmm. And she says, you got an ego as big as Montana. Mm-hmm. And and that's me. I hate to say it, but that's me. Mm. 
but I know I can do it. I know mm -hmm. I can. It's just a decision that I have to make. And then it's the steps that I know that I need to take to get there. Yeah. And so for those of you that are listening, you probably can't see me. I'm not in shape right now, but I know that I can be. And I know that I can be because I've done it before. And it's just an so issue. So that's of, okay. the that's the benefit of I used to yes. be able to do this is that you know you've done it before. Yes. Um, I don't know. I'm relating a lot to what you're saying. I don't know if you are, Anthony. Definitely. <laughs> Anthony, yeah. Anthony's got that face. You could he, like he's just like looking up and to the left, like <laughs> with a furrowed brow, and once in a while shaking his head slowly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I I feel like I'm relating a lot, and maybe it's age. Yeah. I don't know. We're we're older than you, Anthony. But oh yeah, I know. Really I'm, I know. I'm the young buck in here. Uh, but mm -hmm. yeah, is there something about the fact that you did it as a late thirty-something as opposed to a late forty-something? Like, absolutely, there is. I do feel like it. It gets harder over time. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? Like when we started the Gomers, it was like. Let's do Weight Watchers for a little while and then drop some pounds. And mm -hmm. now it's like count every calorie and nothing happens. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I mean that whole thing about it getting harder in middle age is absolutely true. Yeah. Um, and that's why I don't think I'm going to lose 100 pounds. You know, as a matter of fact, sure. my my wife, as a, as inspirational and as um, encouraging as my wife is, she goes, "Well, you can't do that again." You know, mm -hmm. and that sounds really negative. I think what she meant to say was, well, it's going to have to be different. <laughs> you and, know, and that's it. Mm -hmm. I think that's that's where I'm relating yeah. the most yeah. is, yep, the the with the aging thing comes just like natural ways that this is harder. Yep. And also just realities like your wife was saying that I just probably have to give up some of what I used to be able to do. So um, th this this has been, th th I've been thinking about this as I've been getting back into running since COVID, mm -hmm. embracing this run, walk, run stuff, yeah. being okay with being slower, I think is is probably what I'm trying to say, that I don't think I will ever run, <clears throat> well, you know, we go back and forth on whether I'll ever run a marathon again. Sure. And I've said, absolutely no. And then when Anthony says, oh, but I might, then I'll say, okay, I will if you do. <laughs> and then I'm like, nah, the next day. <laughs> it is a mountain <laughs> to climb. A marathon is such a mountain. It so is. that distance right there, will I do it or not? But I think with the half marathon, which I will continue to do, I don't know if I will ever run it as fast as I have in my younger days. Mm -hmm. Can I be okay with that? And actually is being okay with that a part of my continual health journey? Is that really important for me to say, I used to be able to do such and such. I can't anymore. That's not only okay, but maybe that's good. I need to embrace that. Th that's, what's, that's what's kind of bonking around in my mind right now. Yeah. Embrace that is the big phrase there. Mm -hmm. um, because just because something is different doesn't mean it's bad. It just means it's different, you know, yeah. um, <laughs> boy, this is going to get pretty big. You know, I have, uh, a friend of mine who's, who's, who's 18 year old son just went away to college and mm -hmm. they're actually out by you, Anthony. They went to, uh, university of Georgia and she's so sad go dogs, go dogs. And she's go so dogs. sad because her son just went out and, you know, is gone now. I mean, he's 18 years mm -hmm. old and obviously Steven, oh, you can relate to that. And I'm, you know, my son is still at home and uh, he's going to college, but um, it's a different circumstance, you know, mm -hmm. for him, it's a, just a different type of challenge. And so I'm sad also. It's just a different type of sadness. Mm -hmm. um, that's how life is. We're all dealing with our own stuff and we're all on our own journey. And so we have to do the best we can with where we are on any given time. Uh, issue. Have you guys ever heard this song by, this is, go, is a callback to the 1980s, uh, Roll With The Changes by REO Speedwagon? 
Nope. Probably. I'm going to look it up right You're now. You're going to need to look that up. I've never really okay. been like, hey, this is a great song, but it something hit in me during COVID where I'm like, boy, this I need to do this better um, because mm. life does change. Life does change. Mm-hmm. Totally. And I can just be bitter about the past or I can be anxious about the future or I can be really, really strong right here today, day in and day out. Yeah. Yep. And that's my hope. That's my hope. And that's what I try to do for my own self. That's what I try to focus my own children on. That's what I try to focus my students on. We Mm -hmm. cannot worry about the past and we cannot get too anxious about the future. Let's do today really, really well. Um, Boy, and I tell you, it makes a difference. Get busy living or get busy dying, dude. I can't wait for that episode. (laughs) Yeah. Here's oh, Steven's playing the Can song. Hear that? Yep. A great song. This, was, this came out the year I was born. I know other songs on this album. I don't know if I know this one. It's a good one. Okay, I'm adding it to my 2022 songs. There we go. Ooh, love it. I mean, I love great. Ario Speedwagon. If yeah. you listen... If you watch the... Uh, Gosh, it was the end of one of the seasons of For All Mankind, that song was. Oh, yeah. I yep. totally recognize it. I that's, totally why recognize recognize, it. that's why you recognize the hook right there. Got it. Pro- probably probably the first season, right? Because that was in the 70s? Yeah, either that or the 80s. I, I can't remember. But yeah. Anyway. I'm, in the, I'm, in, I'm almost to the end of the season one, loving that crap. Oh, oh it's so that's good. good stuff. So good. <laughs> so, Josh. You're right. That he, seems like totally a soundtrack for one of the credit rolls yeah. oh that's yeah. it sounds so perfect and like <laughs> they're on the moon or something like that like just yeah. living oh, oh wait oh good. no spoilers i don't know where you're at i can't remember what happens the moon uh, is involved we'll just say that <laughs> the moon is involved in this show yeah um so josh something i've been thinking about a lot lately is like coming to grips with not being disappointed all the time yeah of not mm. being where i used to be And then, like, Mm -hmm. embracing where I am now. Because I think Mm -hmm. there's a certain level of insanity. uh, Not saying you're you're insane. (laughs) I'm saying I'm insane. (laughs) Of, like, just beating my head against the wall, being like, why why is this so hard? Why am I not Mm -hmm. as good as I used to be? Or why is, Mm -hmm. why are, you know. And, like, it's just not a healthy mental state to be in. Uh, and we have an episode in the can that people have heard by now that we that you, that you haven't heard yet about diet culture mm-hmm. and uh, or anti-diet culture, I think is what it's called. And one of the big kind of things that I picked up on that episode in talking with Mackenzie was the idea of contentment with where you're at and who you are. Mm-hmm. Um, not always feeling like you need to be something else or or you need to do something else in order to be happy. You know, and in l- order. Let me just yeah, let me just add to that 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 feels like the mental side of it. We already talked about like okay, we're older. Our bodies aren't able to do it. But mm-hmm. I think what you're talking about Anthony is something also I'm curious about, which is how do you wrap your mind around it? Like you were even mentioning this Josh, like there's you don't want to go too far in either direction where like you're you're saying Anthony, you're just living in guilt and shame. Mhm so much that you're like beating yourself up but you don't want to give up uh on it it's that that's really hard for me to kind of figure out also like where's the balance there i don't know if you've thought through that at all josh well it gets back to i think what your brother-in-law was talking about it is it it is the mental game right it is the identity Mm -hmm. i the identity game Mm. Um, you will never achieve, we as people will never achieve what we could achieve until we are happy with who we are. And then Mm. we try to, and then, and then we try to get better, um, with where we want to go. But I, I, I I'm tired of living in shame. I'm tired of that. I will not Mm -hmm. do that anymore. Mm. And, but on the same side of that, I know that I can be better. But I'm not. Gonna, yeah. I'm, I'm just not going to beat myself up anymore and feel bad about who I am. That's not. Mm. I am a son of the living God, and yeah, I mean that's preach. that's a religious piece. That's a religious piece. But yes. But 
you know, my wife loves me and my, mm-hmm. my kids need me. They need mm-hmm. me, even though they're mm-hmm. getting into their late teens and early twenties, they need me to be a strong dad. Still my mm-hmm. students, my students need a teacher who has a bright outlook, not a life is horrible outlook. Mm-hmm. And so I've made up my mind that my identity is going to be somebody who has to roll with the changes mm-hmm. and is excited about it. I mean, th- th- there's just new cool stuff to come. Yeah. Um, and, and that doesn't mean I'm too anxious about, you know, getting the kids out of the house and all that. It's just, it's a new phase. It's a new phase, you know? Um, yeah. And so I don't know if that speaks to what you're talking about, Anthony. I think it all gets back to identity, man. I think it all mm-hmm. gets back to identity. What are the most important things about who I am? How can I focus on the most important stuff? Like yep. do, mm-hmm. do a couple things and do them really, really well. Um, yeah, in and out. Well, I didn't, I, you gave it away. You just gave it away. Um, <laughs> Anthony, we've been talking about, this is, this is behind the scenes texting me and Anthony about how many hats we wear. Yep. Mm. Josh, you were just saying, do a couple things and do them well. Yep. Um, there's, this is probably tied to identity too, is, is like, um, actually I just started talking here. I don't know where I'm going with this, but it, it just seems like that's connect connected to like, um, can I do as many things as I used to do? And I just Mm. used to have higher energy for that or higher capacity or something. Since you said that to me, Anthony, I've been thinking about like all the dozens of hats I wear. Mm. Right. And then as I age, maybe I should be focusing on wearing two or three of those really well. Um, And that might also be like, I used to be able to do so much. And instead of feeling guilty or shame about that, embracing Mm -hmm. my age and stage and saying, okay, here are the two or three things that are what I can do. Dang, dude. Choose just a couple of hats. Mm-hmm. Do you do you feel like that, Josh? Like you wear a lot of hats? Does that does that resonate with you? It it does absolutely. Um, and yet I'm I'm still kind of exploring new hats. I mean, we joke about my <laughs> <laughs> we, we 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 joke about my Santa Claus gig, but that's going to take right. a lot of time. <laughs> that's a new hat, literally. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I'm actually I'm I'm about to become certified in um, nature and forest therapy. Um, and so I'm going to lead people out on forest bathing walks. Uh, that's kind of something that I'm looking at as a middle-aged, um, kind of as a second act type thing. Um, amazing. But here's the thing, Stephen, we also, I think have probably more free time now than Anthony does, for example, because we're not running the kid. We're not running the kids around as much. That's true. You know, um, and so it is. It is just picking and choosing wisely. I thought about that at least, uh, a little bit with you when you were talking about. I think you're preaching pretty regularly now at the church, right? Yeah. 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 And that that's because I've. That's because that brings me a lot of life. Yeah. Sure. It connects with some of the gifts that I have. It's funny you say that because that's part of it. Like, should I take this new role? Mm-hmm. Um. And then, I mean, we just have to do a whole episode on hats, I yes. guess, because mm-hmm. I want to dig mm-hmm. into more like what what parts, what of these things are identity or roles and what parts of these things are just things that I do. So when I think about running yep. and maybe we can, maybe we can tie this all together when I, when we're talking about running, that is something that you're saying you used to do, right? And used to be good at. Um, we, we've talked about how that also connected with your identity, when your brother Eric, right, is that his name? The the younger the 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 one between Kevin and I, yeah. Mm-hmm. When his words came back to you in the car ride from Arizona, yep. You can do what you're gonna whatever you want to do, and you decided to change something in your life. Yep. Right. Was that tied to running? What was that decision that you made right there in the car? That's a good one. Um, I was also driving by a billboard of Tim McGraw. You guys know Tim McGraw? Uh-huh, sure. And my wife's got a little thing for him. Um, <laughs> I mean, what wife doesn't have a little thing for Tim McGraw? Um, but no, I also thought about 
the early 2000s, Stephen, because that's when Tim McGraw was really making his mark and who, uh -huh. I, who I was 20 years ago. And I don't want my 50s and 60s to be a downward trajectory. Uh -huh. um, I want my 50s and 60s to be just like my late 20s, 30s and 40s to mm. where I'm like, I'm still going to tackle stuff. I'm still going to tackle yeah. stuff. Yeah. And I don't know, again, I don't want to be this guy who's always like, go, 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 because then it gets into judgment. Then it gets of into, uh, you're, you're not accomplishing what you could. That's not what I mean. What I yeah. mean is, Hey man, there's don't give up. Don't mm -hmm. give up. Okay. The, 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 the Lord still has stuff for me. The Lord mm -hmm. still has stuff for me as a dad, as a husband, as a teacher. And then, what you were saying, Stephen, about you preaching, the Lord's got all kinds of stuff out there that's going to give me life. It's going to be yep. life. It's going to be life-giving. Mm -hmm. And that's a lot better than uh, just going through day in and day out and deciding on a daily basis who I'm going to be, right? Yeah. Um, yep. And so what switched in my mind is I had decided. <laughs> mm. And yep. we're talking four days ago, but I decided, oh, yeah, I can do anything I want to do. And so I said, okay, let me go for it. And so again, I don't, I mean, I'm not saying this is going to be easy. I'm not saying right. I rolled over and all of a sudden I'm, in, I'm, I'm like getting out there for three miles a day. But what I am saying is that last night I waited until it was no longer 110 degrees uh -huh. and, I, and I went out and I went out and I got a little bit of exercise in and I would never awesome. have done, I would never have done that, you know, even mm. a month ago. So yeah. I don't know. It's all kind of convoluted, as you can tell. Um, no, I mean, like I'm I, relating to most of it. So but you didn't yeah, roll like out I, of bed after that decision, and you know, looked in the mirror, and it's like, "Hey, there's Tim McGraw at an old age." <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but you said something that really struck a chord with me, which is you'd want you want your 50s and 60s to be like your late 20s, and I think. Um, we're all setting ourselves up for failure if our metrics don't change for how we're measuring that. So mm -hmm. like if you're like in my 20 in my late 20s, early 30s, whatever, I was running an 8-minute mile and I was weighing 175 and I look like, you know, a, a Tim McGraw alike. Um <laughs> and then we're 50 and 60 and we're like not doing that and then just feeling like failures the whole time. You know, it's mm -hmm. like we need to ch like what are the kernels of the, the late 20s, early 30s that we can still do? Yeah, no, that's you know, like, what, that, absolutely, absolutely. And, and, and that's absolutely. I am never going to be that guy who I was in my 20s, 30s, and 40s. But, but mm, mm. I also have choices to make in uh -huh. my 50s and, 40, 50s and 60s. Um, you know, you see, you see Tron Bod out there. <laughs> I, you see that guy who's been doing it faithfully into his 70s and into his 80s. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. my folks live in a retirement community in Green Valley, Arizona, and every morning you see people out there in their 70s and their 80s. And yep. they made, they, they're not moving at a fast pace, but they're moving. They're yes. moving. And so that's what I mean by that. I No, yes. I, I have no I have no doubt that I um, that my baseline needs to be different. Okay. Yeah, um, I like that. Yeah, no mm. doubt about that. But I do know that I can do what I can do on any given day. And mm -hmm. when I lost all of that weight the first time, guess what? I was really, really slow mm. when mm. it started, when it started. Yeah. Mm. And uh, then I was, uh, you know, I was I was struggling to get five to six miles per week when I started. And then mm -hmm. if I didn't do 30 to 40 a week, it, it was not a successful week. And so, again, I'm not saying that it's going to be about the mileage or it's going to be about the speed. What I'm saying is it's going to be about a mindset of mm. making a different choice day in and day out of, okay, am I going to sit there and have another bourbon <laughs> or am I going <laughs> to? Probably or, yes. Well, probably yes. But I also am <laughs> going to try to make sure that I'm not wasting my life. I don't want to waste my life. Yeah. Um, and however that is you. honoring, however that is honoring to my, my lovely bride, to my kids, to my profession as a teacher, mm -hmm. to my, to my, uh, to my budding career as a nature therapy guide 
And most mm-hmm. importantly, as a, as a child of God, I don't want to waste my life. Um, mm-hmm. I want to be a good steward. Well, I think uh, instead of looking back and saying I used to, maybe being inspired by that person that you are, that you were and are now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. Like, And channeling that towards that new man that you're being renewed renewed by each day, like working towards steadfastness and faithfulness, which only gets better with age, right? That is something that actually doesn't like your capacity to be steadfast, to be faithful, to be loving, to be mm-hmm. giving to others actually can grow as our yep, bodies are decaying. That y- can your body grow. can, I, I completely agree with you, Anthony. Your faithfulness does not depend on your body. Mm. Thank God. Faithfulness does Thank not God. depend on, <laughs> yeah. uh, right? Like you can be faithful to those things and we've, Sometimes I just think we say, do we say the same thing every single episode? But like we we land on this really important thing, which is Tron guy in your neighborhood, his faithfulness is what is the most inspiring to us. His body is aging and deteriorating and we want to be like him. And Mm -hmm. I I just feel like that's, I, I don't know, maybe we need to say it over and over again, that 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 piece of you, you can be good at that again. You were good at that. We can be good at that again. He mm. has practiced fidelity for decades. Mm. Yep. He yep. has practiced it for decades. And I might not be that dude. I'll never be Tron Bod. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but I do know that I can be faithful and have fidelity. Mm. That's that's a great that's a great place to end. Uh, yeah. I, I love it. Very inspiring, Josh. Hey, we want to hear from you, Nation. If you feel like this has been a block for you, I used to be able to do this. We want to hear about that. We want to hear from you. The best way to get connected with us um, is to go to our Instagram, and you can look in our bio. Our link tree is there. All of our socials are there. All ways to connect with us are there. You can also leave us or send us a text or leave us a message by calling us on the Gomer phone. That number is 608-622-7669. That's 608-NBA-PONY. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe or follow us on the podcast app you're listening to right now. If you want more Gomers, we suggest you go back to our 10th anniversary episodes in 2018. I would say if you want maybe a little lighter episode, you can listen to our Code Brown app that came a couple (laughs) weeks ago. Um, We also recorded a 5K audio guide that is really helpful. People are loving that. That's meant to listen to while you run. We lead you through a run, walk, run 5K. Thank you to Davis for our music, Jason and Eric for our graphics, Adam, our webmaster, and Annie, our social media guru. Thanks also to our Patreon subscribers. They are Gomertrons. That's what we call them. They subscribe to our second podcast, The Bonus Disc. If you're a Patreon subscriber, first of all, the best thing is you get to support us and what we're doing. Keep the lights on in Gomer Studios East and West. And depending on what level you give, you can get up to four bonus episodes per month, including that in and out episode we keep talking about, mm-hmm. and also including a new perfect movie episode every month where we put a different movie on trial and decide whether it's perfect. That's patreon.com slash two gomers. Sweet dude. Josh, this was amazing. Awesome. We'll have to have you back and talk about plantar fasciitis. Ugh. <laughs> I, I think oh, uh, wow what a fun episode that'll be yeah. i know <laughs> uh, you guys you guys i just uh, you're so inspiring man i appreciate you guys so much thank you for living in your strength mm. and thank you for for saying you know what i know who i am and i'm gonna be who i need to be and inspiring so many people out there that you don't even know but you're bringing mm. joy in the middle of some crazy crazy times i appreciate it guys we appreciate you. Wow, thanks so much. I would dude. say mostly we're living in our weakness, but hey, that's just me. <laughs> that's why people like listening Where to am us. Well, All right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we got it. Definitely. Totally. All right, guys. Great app. Super fun, man. And remember, everybody, if we can do this, if Josh can do this, you can too. And happy running.
Hey, wasn't that our fan? 